Hello and welcome to uh, Sheffield Hopcast, our first episode of February and um, just the four of us this week. We haven't got a guest, um, but you know we're getting nice and cosy and a little bit loved up because it's a week until Valentine's Day. So we are making this our Valentine's special. So we've each picked a beer, something along those kind of lines. That is the rough theme of the beer choices for this week. As ever, we've left it open for people to interpret it as they wish. Um, and Sean just picks his own theme, so we'll see what he's come up with. Uh, let's go to Adam first. Hello, Adam. How are you doing? Good and what's evening. your beer? I'm all right. Yeah, um, I have picked um, a beer from um, Brew by Numbers, and I'm not sure whether we've ever done a Brew by Numbers beer, actually, weirdly. And this is an Imperial Goz, Goza. It's a blackberry and raspberry, and I thought the colour of it, James, is something you're going to love. Um, and, and the taste, I imagine. But um, yeah, bright red. All right, so Cosmic, representing the, oh, the, the, the color, color of love, the color of love. If you're oh blimey, if you're not watching the video of this, if you're just listening to the the podcast, you are really missing out because that is about as red a beer as I've ever seen. It's the strongest goza I've ever done. It's six point eight percent. It's quite. Um, you tend to have them really strong, do you? I don't know. I've, I've never come across one that has. But yeah. you get some breweries like uh, Wonder Beyond make quite. Powerful ones that go yeah. up to like eight, nine, ten percent. This is a blackberry and raspberry one. It came in a like a, a collection that I ordered from them. It's not why I ordered from them, but it's what I ended up getting in the end. But um, I've had five or six of these, and this is my last one. So I've really enjoyed it. It's nice. I recommend it if you can get hold of it. Good stuff. It's number nineteen, I think. Is that nineteen? I think it is. It's nineteen. Yeah. yeah, it's a rather chunky how, nineteen on that can. Isn't it? How did How did you buy that, Adam? Just out of interest. Uh, Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you buy it online i mean direct from rule by numbers i did and it bollocked up yeah like everybody else's did this what I, I was hinting to it last week last time but um yeah i got some beers in the end not what i wanted but it was um blessed blessing in disguise maybe it was quite a decent uh enjoyed them all so did you say then that you'd had uh, four of those six of those did you say there was there that, was that some particular beer yeah, there was four, four or five, I think. There was um, few, um, some Pilsners, a, a Mosaic Session, a DDH, this, and a 10% Cherry Stout, yeah. I think. It was like a variety. So it was kind of like five, four or five, four six each. of each, depending yeah. on what, what, what beer it was. But, yeah. but not but not bad, not bad. Um, I wanted the IPAs, but I think the, um, I don't know what happened, but I think a lot of people didn't end up getting them. <laughs> so I kind of said, you can have a box of, Whatever, whatever the whatever these beers, whatever cost or variety you want, or you can have a variety one. I'll, I can't remember bother to pick through them, so send me a variety one, and, I'll, and we'll we'll be done with it. But yeah, um, enjoyed them. Been good. I'm not, don't know. I've not had that many brew by numbers beers for a long time, but I always used to really rate them. So mm. um, yeah, they've been good. Good stuff. Right, um, Laura, what have you gone for? Oh. I have, mine's got a few kind of things that I love involved. It's a beer style and which is mild, which I'm sure I've banged on about before how much I love mild, but it's a special one. It's boxcar double dark mild. Mm. Um, I've had the normal dark mild before, uh, which is three point something. I can't remember. Three six. Uh, so they've done this as six point three, um, 
And I also thought it's a beer style that whilst I have loved uh, my, their mild in can before, it's also a beer that I love on cask. So I thought I can talk about how much I love cask in my cask tankard uh, and feel a little bit nostalgic with love for the pub while I was drinking this as well as the beer. So yeah, I bought um, six different beers from Boxcar. Uh, I got myself a few cans of this one because I was fairly confident I was going to like it. Um, and then a few others. Uh, only had one of them so far, which was a West Coast Pale, which was lovely. So um, looking forward right. to this. So this is the first time that you've had that particular beer? The double Dark Mild. Yeah, I've had yep. the normal Dark Mild before. But this is just, just to add as well, it's a cracking can, that. That is a beautiful it's, can. Yeah. All of the cans that I got from them, they, they're just absolutely stunning. And they're all... Um, they're all quite purpley, so they look really nice next to each other. Also matches my curtains. It does, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I also got a pastel, like lavender coloured uh, t-shirt as well. So yeah, I've gone heavy on the purple uh, with my order from Boxcar. Cool, like it, like it. Uh, right, okay, Sean. Yeah, I, I'm sticking uh, quite boringly to theme, I suppose, this time, uh, this time round, and I, I I liked the fact that we were uh, looking at Valentine's, but I knew that at least three of us wouldn't come up with a pink beer. Obviously, Adam uh, has ticked that box for us. Um, I have I've supped beer for a fair few years, not as many years as, as lots of other people, uh, having come from the sort of macro lager, uh, 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 Barnsley drinking sort of scene. And... I think I have finally found the beer I would like uh, to to marry. Um, I never really <laughs> considered. I never considered uh, marrying a beer before, um, but uh, um, I, I've had this now twice, perhaps even three times already. Uh, I did a nice post uh, online uh, two or three days ago and felt that the romantic nature of of today's theme uh, fitted nicely because I, I love the beer. And I, I'm really pushed hard. Um, North Riding Mosaic. Um, I once had a pint of Brasscastle Sunshine at the Grove in Huddersfield on a scorching hot day on keg that just nailed my palate. Uh, but I, I can't think of a beer that um, satisfies my palate more than uh, Neep's End Hierro, an American pale ale, 4.6%. Um, I'll go and get my glasses and tell you. In fact, they're, uh, they're here, so I can tell you exactly what uh, hops are, uh, uh, are in there. Um, it's bitter, it's piney, it's just absolute perfection for, uh, for what I want to, to drink. Um, the hops in it are Summit, Centennial and Eureka, so um, probably not um, Centennial, real good old school hops, Summit and Eureka. You wouldn't necessarily nail as, as sort of A-listers, um, but uh, but this beer is perfect for my palate. And uh, we may even get a proposal to the can um, be, before we finish tonight. Well, there's something to look forward to. Um, there you go. So what, what, what is it that makes it spectacular, or, or, or is it just you know, kind it, of like the balance of all the things that you like? It is, it is just beautifully balanced. It is very simple. Um, there's nothing um, um, idiotic thrown in there. 
there's nothing even sensible thrown in there other than the four key ingredients and it just nails nails everything um the the aroma is just beautiful perhaps just a touch of sweetness to the aroma there as i was just having a, a sniff of the can but if anybody wants to know um what i like to drink all they need to do is grab a can of this from neeps and and i think it works well in can i, I think i probably prefer it can keg than to cask maybe although neeps end are the, the kings of cask of course but if anybody wants to know what my palate wants drink that and I know Adam has already. That yeah, is what know. my that is what my gob wants. Um, is, is the bottom line. Neebsend managed to do something with their cans, and I, someone made a comment, and I read it, and I thought that's exactly what I think. They, they seem to manage to replicate almost like the, their cask beer in a can, but not sort of like, but still in the kind of can. Of, I don't know. Yeah. It's like a mouthfeel. It's like you're yeah. right. It's really bitter, but I've, I get a really kind of a cream soda in a, a creamy kind of mm. i don't know like a sure, cream, sure but but i smell it as well and it's like um, yeah but the, yeah that their beers it just reminds me of drinking their cask beer in a pub when i drink their cans they're not been canning for very long have they but i picked up that one and i picked up the uh, i can never remember the names because they're all stupid but it, that um, it's called a hazy ipa or something it's got like, yeah. like a dark green a can motor something yeah, I mean, that, that, that were really good as well. I mean, I, I wouldn't have said it, it looked like you'd expect from a classic hazy. It was quite dark, yeah. so it, it always like quite murky in appearance. But um, I, I really, really, really like that as well. So, Laura, um, can I ask a, a question? Are, are there canning techniques that would take um, one one type of can closer to its, its sort of cask feel and another type of can further away from its cask fill. Are there different techniques that would would allow what Adam's suggesting? I agree with Adam, actually. You can, um, can condition. I don't know if Neepsend do or not. Yeah, I don't think they do. Um, mm. But, yeah, I don't I don't really. I'm probably not the expert, to be honest, in that kind of area. You, out of our little group of four, you are definitely <laughs> the expert. <laughs> Well, whatever it is, I have to say the head retention on this was a bit disappointing. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, but um, luckily it tastes great. But um, looks like yeah, you've got a pint of coke there. I know. I was gonna say, I'm glad you saw me pour it from the can, because otherwise yeah. you would have thought I had coke. Yeah, you would. Do, do you think, Laura? Do you think? Do you think that people um, um, who, who brew miles? Do you think they should just not bother canning? And just go for for the is mild probably the or perhaps even a best bitter. Uh, are they both beers that really should just be on cask and let's leave it at that? Or do you think there's room? I think there's definitely room. <clears throat> um, th there aren't that many, I suppose, at the moment. But I think it's the kind of thing like, especially with what's going on with pubs and things. I think <clears throat> offering beers that are more likely to be found in casking can is a great idea. Um, and I think at the moment as well, like for Boxcar, their Dark Mild is probably their most famous beer. So mm. it's kind of like USP for them and it's absolutely fantastic. Um, so I think there's definitely, I don't think it's ever going to be as popular as, you know, pails and IPAs and things. Mm. Um, but I think, I think there's definitely a place for them. Mm. Red Willow's Ruby Mild are, uh, is an absolute beauty. And, and and he's around at the moment, actually. So I think that's a great example. I've had one, and I thought it was fantastic. 
yeah, yeah I'd agree with that I had one the other week and uh, mm. that that really had me hankering to get to the pub as well <laughs> <laughs> right I suppose I better uh, tell you what my beer is isn't it so when when I think of valentines and romance and passion and love there are two words that come you, to mind do you think of of me is it sean clark it's not sean clark although it's not <laughs> far off the words i think of are salty kiss <laughs> so that's what i've gone for magic rock and uh salty kiss it's been around forever has it? it's been around for so many years um not had it for ages uh gooseberry goza which is quite hard to say um and um yeah you know kind of available everywhere now it's all over the place um but yeah ages since i've had it so i can't even remember what it's like do you know what, what? i can't uh, remember what i, on, I won't even know what color it is when you pour it is it just like a I, could, I think it's just like a beer color. color. Yeah. I think. Because hmm. you kind of, since out. that, that's probably one of the first ones I ever remember, probably, as a commercially or like from from kind of a modern point of view. But since then, you see much more goes as kind of these kind of fruited ones, don't you? And with that being a fruit, I don't know what I was expecting that to look like anymore. It has been so long since I've had one, but yeah, always a really good summer drink, that. Mm. It's just, yeah, it's quite, um, it's quite, it's quite thick. It's you know, yeah, pretty. Can't oh, can't see very much through uh, through that. I don't know how strong it is. I seem to think that it's not very four four two or something. Very strong. Uh, four point one. So, yes. So, <coughs> cheers. Here's to uh, here's to Valentine's Day. Mm. <laughs> not be getting up to a lot this year. <laughs> no, no. Interesting. The subject of cask has come up a few times, hasn't it? Because um, it uh, who. When was the last time anyone had a, a pint of cask something? Can you cheat, Laura? Can you can you get cask like via the brewery? We do. We have actually just started doing um, cask to take away. Like obviously, it has to be pre-ordered and things like that. Uh, but we have got um, a cask up that we can pull into, pre-order it, and then pull it when they come and collect it, and uh, off they go. Um, so I might have been able to do a little bit of quality control. But in terms of an actual pint, um, it will have been... In fact, the day before um, Sheffield went into um, tier whatever it was, tier three when the pubs closed, uh, we went to the Wagon and Horses at Millhouses, um, which isn't a pub that we go to all that often. It's just a bit further out than usual. Um, But the True North pubs were doing um, like a seafood week thing. So we went for food more than anything. Um, and the only cask beer that they had left, because it was the literal last day of them opening, was uh, Black Mass, which is mm. a 6.6% uh, dark 6. beer. 6.66, come on, Laurie. Right. So we uh, <laughs> drank quite a lot of pints of that, because we knew we weren't going to be able to get any in a while. I'm looking forward to having a pint of that, because like I think it's a beer that I always didn't think I'd be bothered about, because I think, is it, is it classed as a strong dark or something? And it actually tastes pretty much like a really good black IPA to me. Um, and I've had some cans during lockdown. I've just kind of just avoided it because there's been something else I'd rather drink. I don't think I've ever... I don't know if you've been doing it on cask like yeah. recently or not, but um, yeah, I'd be looking forward to having a part of that. I know exactly what beer I had, my last beer, cask. It's disappointing as well. Do you think of the most disappointing pint of cask beer that you could possibly have? I'll let you have a guess. 
It's not local either. Doomba. Doomba. Well done. Doomba. <laughs> I had a pint of Doomba when I went. We went away. We, we didn't sneak off, but we we disappeared on holiday that a few days before we were going into tier three. So that would have been in October. Crikey, October. And I went to like a vintage inns pub down in the New Forest, and that was literally the only cask beer they had on. So I had it. So yeah, that's the last time I ever had cask beer in October. <laughs> I think we might have just made it into November because I think we were, we walked home and came through, uh, went a long way home to go through Millhouse's Park because there were loads of fireworks and things going off. So I'm sure it was uh, early November. But I honestly can't remember. Time ago. I've, I'm, I've got a feeling, you know, that mine might have been um, at the end of August. Um, Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, we had a August uh, Bank Holiday Sunday, I had a walk from home up through uh, Wentworth where I had a pint of uh, cask moonshine and um, we went to Harley, had a pint of Neepsen Blonde uh, and then we ended up at the Commercial in Chapeltown, which is an outstanding pub for uh, for cask beers. And um, I think I finished on a pint of Ikon Golovka um there on on the afternoon we sat in the benches right down the back with the river just running down little beck uh, running down behind um it, it was it was a, a lovely time uh, and i think it was i think it was then yeah i don't I think, think i remember you posting about that as well god it's a lifetime it's a real yeah yeah it's a scorching scorching <clears throat> day uh we took some water pot pie with us to have on the way and uh, and enjoyed it. So I don't think I've had a cask pint since. Um, I am close to proposal, though, to Hierro. Um, and my third or fourth can, I'm still uh, besotted uh, by Hierro's beauty. Does that only exist in can, baby? Or, or has, has it been brewed in other formats before? Yeah, I, I'm guessing. I don't know, but I'm guessing that this is a, 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 a Neepsen beer that's been brewed before. And would have been available on cask, but I, I don't know that yet. I've not. So you've not it, had I've it on not, cask. Uh, no, no. Because uh, I think you might explode if you have it on cask. Uh, I think. Yeah, we, I, I like. We need crisp. an ambulance standing by. Yeah, I, I'm particularly enjoying the real crisp coldness um, with it being in the can. So I, I've got a feeling that with it being a, a, a really sort of hoppy, bitter American pale, that probably keg would really would really suit that. I'm not sure whether Neeps end of kegged anything. Um, before, but uh, I'd love to try all three variants, and I'd probably marry all all three. Is that allowed? Um, um, can't have three, the three wives or husbands, objects. but you could have three three beers. You would be a beergamist. I <laughs> say <laughs> I've peaked now. I'm going. That's me. <laughs> Nothing else. Nothing else. Um, and so, any thoughts on these? Uh, I know it's been kind of played down, but this talk about potentially pubs reopening in April, but dry, so um, pubs without any alcohol. And we've 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 all talked about this before, haven't we? About how you know the kind of venues that we go in, it just feels quite unfair as to how harshly they've been treated. Um, and again, for those places that don't, you know, I think about. Uh, probably the majority of places that I really like, just they, they don't sell food, you know, they can't, they, they won't, you know, it's pointless talking about them reopening as a dry pub. It's just... I was, I was, I, yeah. 
I was working with uh, with Kate yesterday at, at the shop. Kate, who co-owns the uh, the Crow and the Rutland, and we were trying to come up with her, uh, some analogies for uh, pubs opening but not being able to sell <laughs> alcohol. So somebody suggested uh, a, fish and, a fish and chip shop opening but not being allowed to sell fish and chips. Uh, but Kate came up came up with the best one that she she'd picked up somewhere. She said it was like a a brothel uh, opening but only for cuddles. And so, <laughs> I was thinking it's like I'm um, going to swim bass, but there's no water in. Yeah. So uh, it does. It does seem uh, slightly laughable um, that it could potentially. But where is the? Where is this rumor come from? Is there some white paper or something been d- disclosed to to one of the the broadsheets or something that um, something along those lines, isn't it? It's it's a, a leaked. Do you know what though? If there's yeah, any trip, some sort. If, if, there's, was um, down. if there's any truth to it whatsoever, then it does. It does. It does kind of prove what I thought. And it's like they're not blaming the pubs; they're blaming drinkers in pubs. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if that is true, then they should have just said that. They should have said we can't trust people who, who are intoxicated to social distance or whatever, and not have all these pubs having to just keep going on about how much that they're penalising pubs it's like they're not penalising pubs they're penalising people who go to pubs mm. who drink alcohol which mm. um, which then you kind of go okay yes I can see that mm. and that's why cafes are open and that's why whatever else is open that's not you know it's more controlled is it because pub, pubs reopened for a while <laughs> yeah. and there wasn't this explosion in it took a while for it to kind of so it doesn't it still doesn't speed. really make any sense yeah. No, I'm not saying that like it and is cases a hot have not spot, exactly think... like you know completely stopped since pubs closed again, have they? So it still doesn't it still doesn't yeah. feel like it adds up. It still feels like it's it's not balanced. It's 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 way skew if it's it's yeah, it's just yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Um, but it's gonna we 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 yeah potentially looking at weeks and weeks and weeks again, aren't we? Before we're gonna um have any sort of option of um that, and obviously the no takeaway thing as well. And it's it's I feel for pubs at the moment, it's crap. Yeah, that's the bizarrest one going. I think that's like. Well, that seems to be just because, like, they were just. I think it seems like it was just down in London. There, there were places opening, people just standing out on the street as if it was like a normal, um, like a normal day of just going getting beers, standing out drinking them. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I think I went for a run through the park and like within like an actual penned in play park, but I counted I don't know, 60, I think I counted 60 plus people, nobody with masks or social distancing. It's like that, that's okay, but someone can't go and independently go and pick up an order from a, a shop, you know, a beer shop. <laughs> it's like, there doesn't seem to be any real consistency at all. I saw uh, a, um, an article the other day that I can't remember exactly what it was, so I'm going to terribly misquote here, but it was it was something to do with um, some alcohol-related incidents of, yeah, like I said, I can't remember what, whether it was uh, people um, presenting as alcoholics or something along those kinds of lines uh, and saying how much that has increased in the last year with a picture of, pint glasses on a pub table and somebody was like this is just lazy journalism like if if that is the case and um you know alcohol abuse is on the rise over the last six months to a year that's not the pubs they haven't been open for people to behave in that way that's something related to home consumption and that kind of thing but yet it's still the kind of instinct of 
um, the media is to put that back on yeah. the pubs as well. And that's kind of the the link that they're making, um, which is just really unfair. And I, I just yeah. can't quite get my head around how every single time anything is announced to do with the restrictions, I've said this before, it always, it comes down the hardest on pubs and it's like, how many more things can they do? Um, I certainly think if, I, I can't really think of any pubs that would open if they weren't able to serve alcohol, you know. Um, no, not making sense, does it? Yeah. Um, but then there's there's possibly space for, you know, like back in the days of Prohibition, you know, there's a temperance bar that's now an antique shop on uh, Abbeydale Road. And, you know, they were quite popular around the Abbeydale area. Um, and, you know, is there space for something like that to kind of make a bit more of an appearance? You know, there's a lot of breweries uh, and businesses making kind of craft soft drinks and that kind of thing. I don't think it would be a replacement for pubs in the slightest. It's, but it's that kind of thing that might open up as a temporary thing. It's happened before. Um, mm. But yeah, I certainly don't think a lot of the pubs that I would want to go to would be, would be able to, to manage. And the other thing that I've seen from pub managers is, you know, they don't want to open on half measures when all that's going to do is not help contribute to cases staying low and that kind of thing. You know, it's sort of meaningless um mm. opening and not waiting until it's completely safe to just get back to normal um it's kind of elongating the process even more by offering just yeah. these tiny little bits of uh, business that can come their way so it, it's it's just completely illogical and i can't i can't remember if i've told this story on the podcast before but i haven't mentioned about my trip to see Hallam fc before christmas i don't know if you did actually oh. no so they're there, and, and this is just an example. So they were allowed to have fans in for games before Christmas. I can't remember how many it was. I think it was something like 300 fans or 250 or something. I can't remember. But, yeah, which is a number of fans were allowed in. But obviously, they're not allowed to open their um, clubhouse bar to sell beer. But technically, you'd be allowed to bring your own beer in with you. So you could bring your beer from home and they could sell beer for takeout. Um, so the people that were inside the ground to watch the football match couldn't buy beer from the clubhouse unless they then left. They would have to leave the the ground afterwards. Bring but they could bring in their own from home. And it just doesn't make any sense. So you, you end up with this situation of potentially pubs being able to open for people to go in and not buy beer, but they're then able to sell beer to deliver to people who aren't in the pub. And and you just end up with this complete arse around tit way of doing things that just doesn't make any sense. And that's something that we've seen loads of times where actually this stuff just doesn't add up. It doesn't make any sense. You know, If they're saying it's just not safe for people to be in a relatively confined building fairly close together, which is what happens in pubs. You know, it's kind of inevitable what happens in pubs. We saw last summer that, you know, we, we did the best that we could in terms of social distancing and stuff. And some pubs did a fantastic job of that. But the idea of pubs is that you're quite close together, isn't it? That's always going to be the case. So if they're saying it's not safe, they just say it's not safe. Don't kind of go, well, yeah, it's actually safe if you've not got a pint of beer in your hand, because that makes absolutely no flipping difference at all. That's just crap. If you're saying people can't be trusted because they get drunk, then that's a different problem that you've got to try and solve. That's not pubs' fault. That's got nothing to do with pubs like I mean, I don't know. We we may live, maybe the four of us live a sheltered life because we do tend to go to the same kind of venues, don't we? And there are places that there are places where people are fairly sensible and they're quite considerate of each other, um, and they're not there to you know, kind of cause a raucous or anything. You know, they're pretty you know, fairly uh, nice 
um, you know, good people who just want to have a couple of drinks with the friends and then probably head off home. Maybe it is different at other places. I don't know because I didn't I didn't see it during the summer, but it it, it just didn't going to work, is it? It's no good for anyone. It's no good for pubs. It's no good for people. It's just it's it's daft. And Laura, what you were saying about uh, you know, if there's evidence that people more people are, are, have got a <coughs> negative relationship with alcohol now when actual fact the pub being open would probably stop that happening because when you drink with friends it's a very different experience isn't it yeah. you know drinking at drinking at home is um f- you know for anyone when you think about that like the idea of drinking at home is that's bad isn't it it's like a you know it's this negative sort of thing of getting drunk by yourself at, at home and stuff no one wants to do that so it's no surprise that not being able to go to the pub and see friends and stuff like that actually leads more people to spiral into this you know a, a, a negative situation yeah yeah, I've, I've actually found the uh, the thing that I was referring to as well while we've been chatting. It was uh, something that uh, Roger Potts shared, um, who um, Roger's been really, really vocal about, you know, supporting pubs and um, highlighting um, evidence and kind of the, the just completely wacky nature of what's been done and how it doesn't relate to, to evidence. So uh, he's been a really interesting and helpful person to kind of um, keep keep following on social media recently um but he shared something um that was about the bbc news showing a video of pubs um about a report that deaths from alcohol were at an all-time high um and using beer glasses as the image of choice relating to alcohol rather than anything to do with wine and spirits so it was kind of around that so yeah i was not too far off my point before but that's the uh, that's what i was referring to before it did make me wonder actually this talking about like well not necessarily alcohol abuse but sort of drinking sort of antisocially i suppose and you know there'd be a lot of people who probably use maybe a, a pint at the pub after work or you know you know just to kind of whether that's just calm them down chill them out whatever or get away from something that might be happening at home or whatever and it might make me wonder about what are those people doing now who maybe were secretly going to the pub for you know, for reasons of, you know, get a bit of time away from something. <laughs> and maybe they are them people who are drinking the people the street corner. Going to the pub was their only social activity, you know. Mm. Um, you mentioned Kate earlier, um, Sean. She's done an interview um, recently uh, with Katie Matter, who's an excellent beer writer, about kind of the value of pubs that is beyond just drinking. Um, that's really really lovely and you know Kate's saying you know there are people who are customers in her pubs but she considers them as you know they're people that she genuinely cares about and she just has no way of getting in contact with them you know there might be older people who you know she's not just going to ring them up or anything that the kind of social interaction she has with them is seeing them face to face in her pub and now she has no idea of how they are or um mm. you know what they've been up to for pretty much a year um yeah. and you know if that if you know the the man who comes in a couple of pints every Tuesday and Thursday. You know what what is what is he doing now? And you're right. Um, it definitely ties into the same thing. I was kind of talk about it's like, like a yeah. haven, sort of somewhat like a a place where apart from the actual drinking point, it is a place where maybe people feel comfortable, supported. You know, have company or you know just their own company if that's what they need. And you know, especially at winter nights where there's there's nowhere to to escape to, and that's maybe the only place they feel comfortable with, you know, take the alcohol out of the equation. It's still, it's still it's something maybe I've not really thought about too much of, but um, 
weirdly you bringing that up actually i was thinking about it the other day i wondering what are those people doing who you know that people just do spend a lot of time in pubs and for whatever for their own reasons but they don't have that anymore are they those people who are now struggling maybe drinking you know bad you know more or you know at home just because you know set the mind off it i suppose i don't know um There'll be lots of individual know. stories, Adam. No, no, there'll be lots of individual stories. Some, some, it might break break a damaging cycle. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, so, so, some, some may be benefiting from that. Um, others, others uh, won't be benefiting um, from it. So, uh, I think there's a. <clears throat> I've no idea whether there's any sort of statistics or anything, but it seems that a lot more people, because we're allowed to do exercise. Uh, be be a, a, a nice long walk e- each day. Uh, certainly during lockdown one, it seemed that a lot more people were were, were um, focusing more on spending their time um, out walking and exercising. The, the the number of runners and and joggers that uh, we we see around here, uh, uh, even just on the cold days these last few weeks, is remarkable. That seems to have leapt up incredibly. So it will have allowed some people to perhaps focus on on other things and other things that might have benefited them. Um, it could it could uh, have led some some people down a darker a darker alley, and hopefully they've got friends and family and and and, and some sort of support that would uh, be able to to help them through that certainly. And online, of course, um, we perhaps shouldn't forget that uh, the online world during a uh, a pandemic um, is an incredible saviour for many, many people. And to, to have had uh, th- this type of thing happen um, when there were no mobile phones and no computers and, and, and much more difficulty in communicating with the people perhaps would sound terrible, but then back then, I suppose there was much more community support to replace the online community support, I suppose. So we all find different communities at different times in life, don't we, that, that tend to benefit us. Yes, please. Well, oh, sorry, go on. It's okay. I was just going to be a twee and just say that I'm really grateful that while we're, while we're on a Valentine's Day theme of love, I'm really grateful that we've been able to continue doing our little meetups, even though it has been online, you know, it's it's mm. really been something that I'd look forward to throughout all of this, and I'm sure none of us thought when we did the first one in March, we'd still be here in February the year after, um, but I'm really glad that we've been able to keep doing it and keep in contact and keep chatting about me, so... Yeah. <laughs> me too awesome. cheers cheers Laura I think my point I think I was just going to add um, do you know do you know of anybody who are doing kind of virtual pub meetings rather than kind of uh, you know necessarily it being a talk about beer or you know a, a, a festival just hey we've got a room we've, we've got a virtual room here for anybody who usually comes to mm. X pub to chat <laughs> you know what I mean I don't I know I think there are lots of those physical, Adam yeah I, I think yeah. I think there are lots of those. I know uh, during lockdown one particularly, I, I, I don't actually know, um, and I've got an interesting story about Cask in a second as well, but um, during lockdown one, um, Woftap continued to uh, operate their twice-weekly uh, quiz. Um, they, they just switched it to a Facebook Live, and so uh, we we entered a, a, a fair few of those. And talking of Wath, I, on my way home last night, dropped off some beers to some really good customers of ours 
and uh, put the boxes down with my mask on nice and safe just at their door. And they stood back and said, just have a, just have a quick peek just to the left, just put your head just into our door. So sheepishly, I just sort of leaned forward and looked to my left. And there was a, um, a nine gallon cask of, of beer uh, sat there. And so, uh, um, yeah, well, am I, am I, uh, should I, should I name the brewery? Are you allowed to deliver nine, nine, nine gallon casks to homes? <laughs> um, but a, a, so. a, a, a brewery that is very close to my heart um, had delivered um, into South Yorkshire last week. And because they know the brewers really well, um, they had delivered um, 72 pints of um, of North Riding Music. Let's just get it out there. <laughs> um, they delivered 72 pints of North Riding uh, Mosaic. And um, that was sat there um, waiting to be... Uh, uh, to be supped, I should add that there are a few people that live at, at the property, and so that's not all down to uh, just <laughs> you're going to smash one, 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 one or two people, but a really lovely family uh, who love North Riding Mosaic, and they've got a fair few. I think they've got a week off coming up, and so the, they were planning to uh, um, to, to get to get that to get that's that road, to get, for a week off. To get that, what are you doing, what are you doing with your week off? Seventy-two oh, bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're very adventurous people and, and like to visit different places. But but uh, uh, their visit um, was a, a, a beer visit. We could do that actually. We could that could be a, a theme uh, potentially to bring a beer that takes us to a, a, a different place. Uh, could be a, a nice idea. Where I uh, where 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 would the uh, what would the beer be and where would it take us in that we're all stuck at home most of the time and de- desperate um, to leave the uh, the four boxes of zoom um where where <laughs> would it where, zoom. yeah where where would it take us yeah where does oh, i know exactly um, what beer i would use i, I do already <laughs> there you go next week right. there you go so well, next week yeah. next time whatever fortnight's time we'll um yeah We'll do that. It's a good. Uh, it's a good plan. That I like it. Wish. What uh, shall we call? Wish, wish we were there. Wish. wish what we were there. it used to be called? What did it used to be called? Wish, wish we were, we were here. here. Wish you were here. Yeah. Wish. Wish we were there. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Good call. Uh, what's your beer like, Sean? Are we going to see a live? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 A live Our, proposal. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, need your do, I need. I need to do some more research into what hiero means. Uh, hiero sounds like a. A nippy winger that Leeds might have, have signed uh, in the last twelve months. Is there a player, James, called Hierro? Uh, I don't think so. Um, I believe it's Greek. Um, they use it like gods and stuff, aren't they? And yeah. it means yes, sacred or holy. Uh, which, according to Wikipedia, which obviously doesn't lie. So, <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, Hierro, um, Hierro Clark. I suppose it would be if if Hierro chose. You'll be my hero, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a little bit weird now. It's it's perfection, and I'm sure I'm sure a fair number of people will drink this and think, "What the bloody hell is he on about?" Wanting to marry his perfect beer, but uh, for me, that beer just nails it for my palate. That beer nails it, and there's not much point. Um, Look, I might have come to the end of my beer journey, uh, which. That's it. Which, now. Yeah, that, that, that's it. it's probably it. Yeah, 
there's there's no point going on, I suppose. <laughs> wow. But I'll try. Powerful words from Sean Clark and <laughs> his beer to be. Herero Clark, Hero Clark, Hero Clark. Can't say it. Um, yeah. Right, Adam. Good beer. Yeah, I've finished it. It's gone. Um, I'll be sad to see it go, actually, now that I'm... Um, yeah, top stuff. Um, like a turbocharged Florida ice kind of vibe. Um, not too much salt to it, um, but it doesn't... You would never think it was 6.8, to be honest. I don't know what... I struggle to find strength in sort of sourish beers anyway, but um, yeah, I really, yeah. really enjoyed it. Um I've definitely not had any of that kind of style from Brew by Numbers. I always kind of champion their, you know, their classic sort of, well, would have been IPAs and pails, wouldn't they? Sort of kernel. I was like level pegging with kernel at one bit, I always thought, in that kind of yeah, yeah. simple down the road kind Just of. Just um, doing, doing a style and doing Solid it well. things, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, I don't know whether you stock them, Sean. Do you stock much anymore? I used to do. Not anymore. We, we used to stock almost everything that they released and we probably haven't had anything in for about 12 to 18 months. Yeah, um, yeah. Demand dropped off. Um, they, they almost became... Um, um, I don't know if I'm embarrassed is, is the right word, but embarrassed by their, their original nature, brew by numbers. I, I noticed the can had got a, a number on it um, but was was now is creatively designed to not really reflect it as a number. Have you got the can there? Uh, yeah, it's a, nine. Just as, um, it used to have like used to have a number, and then a style reference. It used, to, it? It used to have a, it used to it used to have a style reference first. So O one O one, I think, was a citrus saison. So O one was the the style saison, and then zero one was the the their first brew of a saison, and that was a citrus saison. So I think IPA used to be. Uh, oh, five or oh, seven yeah. double IPAs were 55. So, 5501 was their first ever brew of a dipper, 5502. But they've drifted away from that. Um, but they're called brew by numbers, and so I, I liked that concept at the time mm-hmm. uh, and and miss it a little bit. Um, whereas that can now, Adam, um, what is the number? 19. Yeah, yeah, it says 19, and it, it says it in a, um, a designer way that, that makes it mm. doesn't look like a 19. You'd have to know yeah. it's a 19, I think, to know it. So they almost um, became a little bit sort of, they perhaps felt trapped by their original idea, a little bit like Cloudwater used to do the V1, V2, V3 dippers and so on. And in the end, you get trapped and they were up to yeah. V20 or something. It's a bit daft um, after a bit, isn't it? Yeah, but I, th- I don't think the brew by a numbers sort of concept uh, um, did, but they, they they clearly thought it did, and have and have and have jumped away from that quite a, quite a bit. It's true, what you said. I think they were talked about in the same vein as Colonel they for were. a bit, and and that yeah. does seem to have changed. Like well, I think we talked about, didn't we, about you know really good examples of beer styles just done really nice, simple, no messing about, and you, yeah, you don't hear them talked about anything like as, as no. Brewdog invested in them, didn't they? You know when they were quite small, and they were right trying to find start. A, yeah, yeah, and they were they were putting invested into sort of helping people out, like well, they were enjoying it at the time. I think so, but yeah, don't know whether they have any. Yeah, dealing with them now, but I don't think they um, do. Laura, pint of Coke. What was it like? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't taste anything like Coke, thankfully. Um, despite what it looked like, it was actually like really full bodied, um, really, really tasty. Reminded me a little bit Christmassy, you know, just that nice kind of warming. Mm. I don't know if that's just because I really like it, so it made me feel 
seasonally appropriate. But mm. um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Like a little bit fruity, really, really nice malt character. Um, and I'm very glad I got a second can. Good stuff. Um, salty kiss, incredibly drinkable, actually. I didn't, I, I, I mean, obviously I got the, I got this just for the, um, cheap, cheap pun of um, salty kiss for Valentine's Day. I wasn't that fussed about drinking it, but it's actually really nice. Um, I've enjoyed it. You, you definitely do get the um, gooseberry, but it's fairly gentle. It's not overpowering. Um, it's not too sour. It's not too salty. It's just quite a nice little, quite a nice little drink. I was just kind of surprised that this really sort of caught on because you just kind of mm. think, you know, would the average, like, you know, you get it in some supermarkets and stuff, don't you? I, I can't mm. imagine people buying something like that in a supermarket, but actually it's not, it's not particularly offensive. So, um, you know, obviously must do, must do, uh, all right. So good choices all around. Well done team. Uh, impressed with that. So, um, two weeks time, then we are going for a wish we were there theme as picked by Sean, who'll forget between now and June. Oh, no, I won't. I, no, I won't. I like, <laughs> I like, I like I'm, a, I'm a holiday, I'm a holiday lover. So, uh, so just make sure you got a bottle of uh, mosaic and I might have to have three there. beers or something. I might have to have three. I've already thought it. a 10. I've already thought a 10. <laughs> but I, I, I actually, I, I know, I think I know which one would be my number one. And I've still got the glass that I sucked my 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 thought in so yeah but i might have three all right so what we're going to do next time is we'll record as normal and then us three will all vanish we'll just leave sean with you um and we'll just drink his other nine beers and just ramble yeah. nonsense about oh, any, anyway yeah it'll be like anyway yeah we got up about nine we had a lovely breakfast <laughs> <laughs> the hotel the hotel manager gave us a wave as we left and uh. <laughs> <laughs> right then we'll be back in um we'll be back in a fortnight we'll see you then see you later goodbye happy valentine's day <laughs>